0: Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is December 23rd, 2020. Just a few more shows before the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I want to give everybody a heads up. I know it's been a busy 2020. uh, But just a reminder, if you have not paid attention, tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Shit. So, one thing, Dave, that I've found really has been fun this week, what I've done is just walk around the mall. And it's just fun seeing old friends, shaking hands, getting hugs, catching up. And just say, hey, what's going on? Maybe go over and split some nachos. And everybody, you and I like, we go to Cali Comfort, get about six or seven of your friends,
0: and get one of those big fishbowl drinks.
1: Just pass the straw around, everybody have fun, and just get fucking wasted.
0: I like going up to random people during the holiday season and just putting a giant kiss on their cheek.
1: So nice. And, uh, you know, it's weird because we talk a lot, so sometimes you get a little congested. Get a little scratch in the throat. And uh, I don't know, man. I I just think it's because people are on edge this time of year. But my gosh, you cough a little bit and people. I I don't like the names I've been called. I won't repeat them here because I know Geekster listens. But I'm going to tell you something. uh, Santa's going to put you on the list because it's not very nice. I know what side of the list I'm on, what side of the list Dave is on. And a lot of you with your hostility. My gosh. You should check yourself. It's not very nice. Uh, But here's the other thing, too. If you're giving somebody a gift, another great gift, Dave, if you're looking for that last minute, this is probably nice for Paul if he's looking for a gift for Megan. Yeah. Every new wife loves it, and nobody ever thinks about it. Take a drive down to the five and dime and get her a nice thing of chapstick. (laughs) Wrap it up nice, ribbon, tie it up, and uh, don't get just that plain one. Live a little, get an nope.
0: experiment. Do you remember the the black one? And you're like, What the hell's this? <laughs> yeah. What am I gonna do with this? <laughs> that was always like the basic one. That black one, and then you're like, Man, this sucks. I made a bad what, choice.
1: We talk about great Christmas presents all the time. What's the worst Christmas present? Do you remember?
0: Oh my gosh. There's always something that you gotta do, the fake smile, you know, yeah. like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. And you're like, I'm never wearing this. I don't want to return anything. This is absolutely terrible. I'm trying to think in my mind if there's one recent where uh, where my wife has bought me something. It's always it's Rita does a pretty good job, but there's always something where I'm a big fan of. Dude, give me a gift card. Yeah, I, I, but that's you fine. Can, But you can't do that for women. No, women don't want gift cards. Nope. They want you to show a little bit of sensitivity and show that you put some thought into it. And uh, it's one of those where no, it's not okay. I'll I'll buy stuff for myself all the time that will come yeah. in the mail. And like I said to Josh today. I go. Have you bought me anything for Christmas? I go wrap this up. This is going to be great when I get yeah. it in two days. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, Are "You serious?" He's got to be. He's got to be, you know, smart enough where he's got no, he stuff for right. Yeah, I, and he, he'll, he'll be fine. He always does. They uh, the kids my, have always been great.
1: Uh, well, my son Cade is here tonight. He'll be on in a minute. His brother. There is no doubt in my mind that when they're twenty two or twenty three, Cade's going to have to remind Jack about. Uh, dad's birthday for yeah. sure. Hey, it's dad's birthday tomorrow. What? <laughs> hey, man, did you do something for dad? Okay, I'll get a gift card. You Venmo me 20 bucks. All right. <laughs> I'll I, take care of it. Yeah. It'll also be that way for mom's birthday, Mother's Day. But I swear to God, greatest story ever tonight is uh, we got their mom a pair of flip-flops for two days from now yeah. for Christmas. So we get them, but I didn't... She was great. She said, hey, just bring over anything you have and just tell me where it's going and I'll wrap it. It'll be under the tree. Well, I didn't want her to wrap these because you could clearly feel what they were inside. Look, she gets everything on her list. She won't
0: be shocked. Does she give a list?
1: Yeah. Really? It's great. Oh, yeah, it's great. And so uh, I said to Kate last night, I said, hey, will you do me a favor? Will you wrap these? So he goes, yeah, I'll take care of it. So he wraps the flip-flops, and I'm over there tonight, and on it says, to mom, from Kate, and I go, hey, man, these are from both of you, and he goes, no, he goes, dad, I'm going to pay you for them, and he goes, by the way, just so you know, I said to Jack when I was rapping him, hey, do you want me to put your name on, Jack, just shrugged, no, don't matter, (laughs) couldn't give less of a shit, so Kate and I laughed the whole time, I'm like, well, screw it, don't put his name on it it will impact not the slightest impact at all and he's 100% fine with it
0: what's the most important thing to him uh
1: his own gifts <laughs> his own gifts lava cake yeah uh cade's make a lava cake yeah the food uh that's it and then starting to look ahead to what is next where he can get another gift
0: oh my gosh all right so even though jack's not with us on the show tonight yeah Okay, because now we're going to talk shit about Jack here. So I got to ask you, who is the most important person in the world to Jack? Uh, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jack. Like Jack's never not going to know when his birthday is. Right. But he'll. (laughs) What about to your mom? Is is he great with your mom as far as, hey, it's grandma's birthday? No. 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 Nothing.
1: The guy is the epitome of couldn't give less of a shit. But I swear to God, I love him for it because he's so true to himself. He doesn't hide it. He doesn't apologize. He doesn't get defensive. The dude is 13 years old, and I've never seen a guy more comfortable in his own skin than that guy. Oh, my gosh. And it's it's outstanding. His mom and I die laughing because it started when he was about two, and he would get in trouble and his mom said from a very early age, he was able to do the math to calculate what the punishment would be for the crime. And he determined, yeah, that's worth it. It's worth it. I'll do it. Yeah. So his mom, when he was like two, they had done something, right? Minor. But she came in as an attorney and kind of started reading him the riot act. And Jack just got up and walked into the timeout room. And he just showed himself in. He wasn't even done. He hadn't even been sentenced yeah. for the like crime. Like, either
0: way, he's going. So he's like, yeah. just shut the
1: hell up. So she said, okay, usually it's about 10 minutes. But I left him in there for about 15. So she came in and said, hey, listen, you spent a little extra time. I hope you thought about it. But you are you can come out. He looked her right in the eye. He goes, no, I'm fine. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't know what we do now. And so, yeah, he's, he, like. Look, Cade, by far, is the one that will always look out for me, look out for his mom, and will ultimately look out for his brother. There's no question about it. And I've said on this show numerous times what he did for me when I needed him. And shit, he was 10 years old. yeah. And But he was the guy. Who stood right up. Brother couldn't have given less of a shit. None at all.
0: It was great. Is there anything you can say to Jack to hurt his feelings? Wrestling's fake. dean ambrose is overrated so there's he has hot
1: buttons like there's stuff you could
0: push his buttons and go all right what the fuck
1: he did he did it was very funny and kate will remember this he got so yeah he lost his mind at me because we go every sunday and throw the football and there's a great park in coronado where we play and this has got to be like six weeks ago right and uh, we're throwing the football. And there's, like, three girls that were walking by. And they're they're older than Jack and Cade. They were probably, like, eh, probably, like, 17. Yeah. Like, high school girls, like, 16. So I said to Jack, I go, hey, do me a favor, okay? I go, why don't you put a little effort into this catch? Because I think these three are checking me out. And he goes, Jesus, Dad. Like, he was really mad, right? So me... Yeah just to just to see how far I could push the buttons with them and I go, "Hey, sorry, I thought they were 15." And he goes, "Okay, that's enough." And, <laughs> and I laughed and laughed because I've always said to yeah. him, I go, "Look, the one thing is for me, that guys our age and older they're always dating – well, not always, but you see guys that are dating girls in their 20s or yeah. their 30s, and that just has never been my thing. My, my sons both know that. I think they should know that. And uh, so I just 100% – I wanted to see how far I could push you, and that that was it. He didn't want any of that, so that's good. He's into – he's very pro wrestling. Yeah. He loves about nine NBA teams. He loves anything that contains sugar – And he's very anti-pedophile. So that's good. That's good. I appreciate those fine qualities in my son. But I I swear, Dave, I've just i never met anybody at that age more comfortable in their own skin than that guy.
0: You know, it's funny. You figure this out at an early age. With my two boys, they're five years apart. And for me, it was, I thought Jake was the mentally tough one. But then I realized around, by the time he was about nine years old, Josh was the tough one mentally. Jake was the sensitive one. Like I yeah. could say something to make Jake cry if I wanted to. Oh, I yeah. C- I can never make Josh cry. He, you were never going to get into Josh's head.
1: No. And the thing is, like, because of Kate and I's relationship, um, I know what you mean, but I would never, I wouldn't do that with him. No, I'm just saying. No, I know.
0: One showing's more feelings than the other one.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. Um It's very funny watching Cade's relationship with his mom because he looks like me, but goddamn, he's so much like her. So she'll call me all the time and tell stories, and I'm like, just, you know, his cadence and different things. But, no, I I think at the end, like, it's fun for me to have him here tonight just hanging out, but, like, just we are as a family, and we said this last night, we went out and just kind of hung out a little bit. Like, we're just incredibly thankful for what we have yeah, and where we are and each other and, and being able. And we're very, very aware of surroundings around us and, and what others are. I I mean, one of their mom's closest friends we were talking about last night has dealt with COVID and single guy, nicest guy in the world. And man, he's really been fighting it for a couple of months. And, and it's, it's just like, you just go, wow, man, I don't know. But uh, today, Dave, when uh, you're listening to the news and 3,000 people more have COVID, and I was saying to a buddy of mine at work, you know who's hearing that? All the people driving to the airport. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, listen to all these people. Well, let's get on a plane, and off we go. But, um, but no, it's great. You know it. I mean, anybody who's a dad, I, I've i said to these guys forever, like, and you know it because you were there. Like, I have so many fun things that i just started collecting ultimately hoping that at one point i'd have a son or two sons and now i have them and whether it's fight posters or rings or autograph or different things like that and at some point we'll just go in the garage and go through and start spreading things out hey do you want it do you want it no then we'll recycle it who gives a shit but yeah super bowl programs the whole thing it's like i've lived the whole life Uh, collecting fun things for them, and now they're here. And and you know it because Josh and Jake were the same way. Costa knows it.
0: Um, Steve Woods will find out. Man, when they exceed your expectations, it's really, really fun. So uh, let me ask you, when you have that day and they end up going through the stuff, you guys are going through it together. Mm Because, again, you've collected more stuff than anyone I know. If they say, I don't want it, both of them, and say, I'm not interested, and they, let's chuck it, will that drive you crazy? Not at all. No.
1: Not at all. There Because there was a part, and I, I said this a couple of years ago, there was a time when a lot of that stuff I was going to go through and just chuck it into the recycling. Because so much of what's fun in my storage was the adventure to get there. But if my dad had come to me and said, hey, check this out. I've got a bunch of Ali fight programs or Stanley Cup things or anything, you know, Lakers, even Dodger stuff. Hey, I've got this, that, whatever. Yeah, there probably would have been a lot of it that I may have had an interest in. And and the they're two minutes apart, but their personalities are so different. Yeah. So, no, I think Super Bowl programs, shit, Dave, there's stuff in there I don't even remember what I have. But all my credentials – um, yeah, I mean, if if they don't want the uh, field pass from 1995 in Peoria, am I going to be get the get, get out of here? <laughs> no, I won't give less of a shit, but. I think it'll be really, really fun to go through it and, and see what they do have interest in. And anything else, that's why you've got recycled Is there
0: anything that you have that you know that's in that storage unit that if it, if you didn't have it, you'd go, man, that really sucks. I I wanted that thing. Like, obviously, you your kids aren't going to throw away your championship rings. Right. You have a couple championship rings, which are... Are pretty cool. They don't kind of throw those away. But right. there is there anything like whether, as you said, a Super Bowl, something that you got, an autographed football from Barry Sanders or whatever, that you'd go, shit, that, you, uh, before you throw yeah. it in the f- throw it in the trash. I'm trying not to say that before, it it, ah, see shit, for the Ah, Shit. He hears it from his mom I know, all the time. I know. She that's the way she is. I've known her for years. <laughs> knew her before you knew her. <laughs> and honestly never heard your mom cuss. So um but but uh, if there's there's anything that you go, wait, before you throw it in the trash, maybe we can sell it. You know, maybe there's something to to be made yeah. off of this.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure there's Super Bowl and fight programs and stuff like that where you could go through it. But really, Dave, no. I mean, for me, it'll be like what do you have interest in? Like like I've got fight posters that are unframed that are that are fun. But no, I just I, I've said to those guys, man, that when the soccer's gave us those two rings, and it was fun last night watching the Lakers. It's completely different. But it's that it's that same anticipation. Yep. And I wasn't a player, I was an unpaid intern, but I was one of two interns that got a ring out of ten. And so the guys that were nice enough to think that highly of me to get one, and mine weren't part of a field ceremony. Mine showed up with the FedEx guy. And the FedEx guy shows up and and you know what's coming. Yeah, because you got fitted for it, right? Yeah, we got fitted, and we got a letter from Jostens, and Jostens said, "Congratulations, you've been a you've been awarded a um, championship ring." Please call this number, and you called, man, and the people on the other side were so nice, and you said, "Yeah, here's my authorization code." You know, all right, what what size ring are you? And you just tell them, "Hey, my ring's whatever." Yeah. And uh, they go, great, we'll call you in a couple of weeks. And they called and said, all right, your, your package is showing up on Wednesday. And goddamn, man, that FedEx guy shows up, and it's that anticipation. And it's it, really cool. It, it was great. And it came, both of them came in a really nice presentation box. The first one um, came almost in like what you would get like a wedding ring, you know, like the yeah. velvet one that just kind of pops open. And the second one um, came more in like a red kind of a cherry wood box. Yeah. And you can look at them and go, you know, oh, well, hey, that's cool or whatever. For me, what I look at is the absolute memories of being in that building every night with my friends, the excitement of just being there as a kid, man, in my early 20s. And that's the thing. And And I was just, it doesn't matter who you are. I would think any player that gets a ring or any member of that organization, right? When you look back at it, you go, God damn it, all comes back. And for me, I, I, we were saying, I was watching it with Jack and Kate last night and they were saying, man, what about the guys that are there that weren't part of the championship team? And I said, who are you talking to? My first night with the soccers, I sat there and watched my first night, obviously all the players and coaches, But then I watched all the people around me in the organization get their ring and try it on. And anybody, like I always thought, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. And, you know, your team wins one. They may not win another one for 10 years. And I was so jealous of them. That they got that. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's got to be amazing. And, yeah, for the next two years, I was lucky enough to
0: get one. No, really cool. Really cool. I remember when uh, when Josh got his from Alabama. Oh, of course. Remember, right. I, he wasn't home, and I opened it without him being here. I was like, I got to see this fucking thing. I opened it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, He didn't I was, care, right? He didn't give a shit. He doesn't even know where his – I know where his ring is. He doesn't know. Josh How many is does one of those he guys, have total? He has two. So, he, he, but one's a national championship. One. But doesn't
1: so, he have SEC championship yeah, rings? Yeah,
0: he has. He has a bunch of stuff. It, it's funny, man. There's not a guy that leaves less of a of an imprint in life than right. Josh. Like Josh is so travels looking, light, looks through the windshield, not the rearview mirror. Love that. And a matter of fact, when people come up to him and, I, and they want to talk about. Isolate games. I was at this game, and you beat Steel Canyon with a touchdown pass with a couple seconds remaining. I remember that he does never engages in those conversations. He's just, he, but he's he, polite, very much so. But yeah, he, he's never the remember when guy, which no. I, which I really admire. It's yeah. hard not to be the remember when guy, especially when you had a lot of success. Sure, and so, uh, but but man, we all grew up with those guys, like the yeah. guys that are thirty five that are in front of ons eating a bag of Doritos, telling you how good their football team yeah. was. He was never that guy. Thank goodness. But he was—he wasn't that that guy. I'm the guy that will say to my wife, "We'll we'll talk about things. Remember of course. this." But you know, I never say it to anyone else. I don't even go through stuff like that with you. And I'm as but close see, to you I love as anybody that
1: because I've known him his yeah. whole life, and I know Dave. Not to interrupt, but I know who he is tonight. Yeah, which is such a tribute to you and Rita. That that for me, I love that. See, I it, it's funny. I always say to him, it's when I yelled at him when you guys were were doing JP25, because yeah. I, I called him one day. And I go, look, I got to talk to you. And I said to my right, every night there's a picture that I look at and I go, man, I've lived life, but I never did that. And so I told him, I go, every day of your life for the rest of your life, I want you to do me one favor, be 11. Be who you are in that picture. Because if you're that guy uh, every day for the rest of your life, you'll never fail.
0: Yeah. One of my biggest regrets of, of not following through was you and I were doing mornings at 1360. Uh-huh. And Alabama was playing Clemson the very first time yeah. in Phoenix. Oh, right. And I was thinking I can go to this game and then if I drive all night I can make it back in time for the show. Yeah. And I didn't go. Uh. And, and I was thinking, well, I was thinking two things. I was like, "Well, if they win, I'll be on such a high I'll have no problem driving 5 we hours." We could
1: have gone and done it remotely. I would have gone with
0: you. Fuck. And then, the so had, dumb, had go, right? yeah, I'm like, if they lose, I'll be pissed off. And I am still wouldn't have fallen asleep. That no. was my biggest thing, falling asleep on the eight. But it was one of those why I wish I would have gone to the game. Alabama won, you know, and, and it was a national championship. It was the first big thing that he was part of. And I said, I wish I would have gone to that game.
1: But here's, here's the difference. The difference is we had a management team that knew yeah. and didn't have the common sense. It's why they're fucking dead last in the market again. To say, you know what, this is pretty wild. One of our guys has a son on that Alabama team. We have nineteen different stations down there where we can plug them in. Go down there. Yeah. Go down there and be a part of it and tune in in the morning. And I never, I. I it's just a thing, Dave. It's just when you're freaking miserable, like we were, you just don't think of it. Like I, I. Where I'm at now, I spent 20 minutes talking with the president of our company yesterday. Yeah. And I go, what are you doing here? He goes, dude, what am I doing here? I got 180 families that look to me every day, man. He goes, I got to keep this. <laughs> like, he goes, I, don't, I can't take a day off. And you go, he's just great. He's just as cool a dude as I know in my life. And if I, if he told me tomorrow, get the hell out of here, <laughs> I'd be friends with him to the end. I'm yeah. just that grateful for him. And if we had a guy with leadership like that at iHeart, who would have said, what are you doing here? Like, dude, let's go. Like, yeah. be down there for a couple of days. Put you at Radio Row. And they're just so fucking ignorant. was narrow-minded. Yeah. yeah. And, and a dick. <laughs> um, remember about a year ago when I said I was over it? Yeah, apparently I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no I agree with you. That that's a drag. But he's got to have cuz Jack and I were talking about this the other day cuz Jack loves Josh, Cade loves yeah. Josh. But he's like, "Dad, how many rings does he have?" Because yeah. you get one for the SEC championship. And then I felt like they got one I didn't they get one for the semifinal win too.
0: For the Yeah, but Alabama doesn't like to celebrate those. You know what I mean? They're yeah. they're to the point where it's not the goal. It's um it's funny, you just asked me right before the show. You go, how many jerseys does he have? And, yeah. I, and I said, well, he has one that was a semi-final game um, in Atlanta where they beat Washington, and he has one where they played Clemson. Yeah. And um, did are just some plastic in the closet? Like, th- that's yeah. the, if, the, my next thing, and I've been saying this for years now, I, that's what I want to frame is his jerseys, you know? Well. Is to go, you know, this is this is, for me, it was a big deal. This yeah. was my favorite team as a kid. Oh, yeah. My, and I was lucky enough to have my son wear the uniform.
1: Yeah, but you know what? That I hate to be that guy, but they're not for you.
0: Yeah, the, he, but the, he doesn't want them is what I'm no, saying. They'll what, sit in plastic forever, and he won't know where they are. He won't do it.
1: Yeah, no, where they're going to go is when he's like you and I, and he has a couple of kids. Well, I,
0: I don't know. I hope so. I really, I oh, really hope so. Oh, if he doesn't, so. well, yell at him. I think he'll figure it out. I, I hope so. Like he, I don't even think he has one picture on his wall in his room. Like He doesn't have anything. But, but you know what? Like We're, I have other jerseys hanging up in my house. I have... You know, yeah. I have god dang Tony oh. Quinn and Junior Sale and Bo Jackson, all these jerseys. I'm in my own he, son's jersey. He'd lose his mind if you put it up here. He
1: would. <laughs> like, but I mean, like, he yeah. wouldn't like it. That's what makes him great, man. He's not a he's not a me guy.
0: Not at all. No. No, that's, not not at all.
1: Um worst Christmas present ever. What did he get? It wasn't me, it was my sister. So my uncle my uncle passed away about ten years ago. And My uncle uh, was a gay man, lived in San Francisco, and just incredibly cool, right? Was incredibly cool, lived in San Francisco during the whole George Moscone, Harvey Milk thing. Impacted him deeply, uh, as you can imagine, living in that time. But uh, I remember, very flamboyant, but just cool as shit. And so I went up there. I used to go up, and and a girlfriend of mine went to College of the Siskiyous. So we'd hang out in San Francisco for a couple of days, and then she on Sunday would uh, drive back to school, back up to Weed, California, and my uncle and I would hang out for the day. So he, uh, he takes me, he goes, Hey, I got the best Mexican food in San Francisco, but I don't need any of your shit. And I go, what the hell are you talking about? I haven't done anything. He goes, I'm just telling you, I don't want to hear any bullshit out of you. I go, what's the problem? He goes, you'll find out. So we drive over to this Mexican place, and he goes, you know, I tried to take your grandmother here last time she was in town, and she hated it. I go, why'd she hate it? He goes, oh, shit, there's a coroner's van out front. I don't think they were coming out of the restaurant. But she was convinced they were, and she said it was no fun. My grandmother. So I'm dying. We go into this place, it's the middle of June, and the entire place has Christmas decorations up. And goddamn Johnny Mathis yeah. no, Chris it, we're in June in San Francisco. Okay. I get it. Whoever said, you know, whichever writer said the coldest winter was uh, The coldest the,
0: summer was I mean. Co-
1: yeah, coldest, coldest winter, winter was a summer in San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. I get it. But it doesn't mean it's actual Christmas time. So he and I go in. We get into a booth, and I look, and they have, like, countertop dining. And there's a guy sitting at the counter with, like, a plate of chorizo that is just steaming. And this dude is passed out, and his face is about two inches above the plate, and it is just steaming directly into his face like he's getting a facial, no pun intended. And uh, and my uncle's like, see? I go, this is amazing. And he goes, what? What? he goes, I took your mom here. She gave me shit. I took your grandmother here. He goes, God damn, I should have figured you were whacked out enough to like it. Well, unfortunately, as my uncle got older, he ran into early stages of dementia. Yeah. But my grandmother thought he walked on water. God damn, one night we're in Cardiff for a family Christmas, and a bunch of presents came down, and I don't know. I mean, whatever he sent me was fine. It was probably soap on a rope. <laughs> he goddamn sent my sister a bullwhip.
0: <laughs>
1: what a hell, bullwhip. What do with that? My sister's like, you know, my sister's the coolest person on this planet. But she's so mellow. Like, And she's like, but my sister, you know, gets riled up. What the fuck is this? And my grandmother... What, what year is
0: this? Oh, dude. Like... Eighty eight. Okay, I about to say it was like like when diva was popular. Like oh no 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 <laughs> no! This is like
1: eighty eight, and my brother and I are just dying.
0: Ooh, <laughs> what
1: the hell? And my grandmother's like, that's nice, and my sister's like, bullshit. He's out of his mind. We gotta get him help. Oh, don't. That's a nice gift. And my mom's like, the fuck it is. And my brother and I are just <laughs> dying laughing. And so, yeah, I don't even know. My sister has to remember that. But again, my uncle adored my sister. Yeah. He just, he wasn't in the right frame of mind. But yeah, I mean, I always remember my <laughs> my favorite Christmas present. But, but when you start thinking about dumb ones, I'm like, oh, shit. My sister got a bullwhip. Dude, what did she do with it? I, I don't even think it left
0: the house. I think it was right down with the tree when the when the trash guy came. You know how like a lot of guys will just in case there's that road rage incident, we'll keep yeah. like a baseball bat in the car. Yeah, or can a you knife.
1: imagine if you knew how to use yeah, that? That's thing? That's what
0: I'm saying. If you got out of the car and someone's talking shit to you, and you just hit him with a whip, dude, they aren't getting within ten feet of you. I tell you
1: what, my brother in law is the such a good such a good dude. Kerry, I gotta send him a note. And go hey. You and Kim get in the backyard, start practicing. You put that cigarette in your mouth, and see if she can yeah ya yeah, knock that cigarette out of your mouth. <laughs> my sister, my sister is so goddamn funny. My brother runs a ton of half marathons for leukemia. He's really really involved in team and training, and he's just he's solid. So, Cade uh, and his mom a year ago did the holiday half marathon. Did an amazing job. My brother-in-law, Kerry, crushes it, and he coaches a lot of people. So last weekend, uh, on what was supposed to be the holiday half, Kerry goes out and just runs it by himself. And my sister's doing this video, and she goes, you know, it's pretty amazing. There's no break stations. There's nobody there cheering you or waving to you. You're just kind of running in isolation. I'm incredibly proud of him. I'm like, God, this is really great. So all of a sudden, she's like, well, we're just waiting for Carrie. And (laughs) my brother-in-law turns the corner. Dave, I got to send you this video. It's the funniest shit ever. And she just starts screeching. Hi, Carrie. Carrie. And Carrie's run 13 miles. He doesn't want to sit there and start chatting, right? He's beat up like anybody who's done that understands. So Carrie just kind of, huh. And now he just wants to finish. She's 100 yards from the finish. So my sister decides that she's going to jog alongside him and film it. And next thing you know, my sister just fucking wipes out.
0: Oh, no. Oops.
1: Dude. My mom said... My mom calls me and she goes...
0: Wait, did Carrie keep going when she... Carrie
1: just kept going. He didn't even realize she's down. Piper down. So my mom... My mom calls me. I'm at work. And she goes... Oh, my God. She goes... I think I'm going to throw up. And I go, why? Are you sick? She goes, no. Have you looked at your sister's video? I go, no. She goes, Jeff, you got to go watch this video of Carrie. Do you follow my sister on Instagram? No, I
0: don't. All right. I think we're friends on Facebook, but I haven't seen this. Oh, my God, Dave.
1: My mom goes, I've watched this thing 15 times. She goes, it's the funniest thing ever. She starts yelling at the poor guy trying to get his attention. And she goes, next thing you know, the goddamn camera is just shooting the sky because she's down on the ground. And my, sister is, my sister is the best sport in the world. Biggest klutz of anybody. But uh, yeah, that was last week. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. Dude, I, how did you not release this and see if it went viral? Well, I got I to... Send it to Rex Chapman. Yeah. I got <laughs> <laughs> to protect her a little bit.
1: She's great to my sons. But she's so damn funny. But yeah, I got to ask her and Carrie about... uh, I'm sure Carrie's heard that story. And again, my uncle, in fairness to Rick, who was a really, really great human being, he just wasn't in the right frame of mind. He just wasn't doing well. And it was early stages. And he was a proud guy that no way was going to check himself into assisted living or do anything like that. But goddamn if the bullwhip didn't show up. Where do you go, to buy a damn bullwhip well he lived in san francisco probably go anywhere down main street go right on market right <laughs> you're no, better
0: than that come on it's not
1: like he lived in cardiff
0: i was like if you lived in houston you just go to gillies Maybe yeah you get one but i don't know where you get a bull whip. yeah
1: you go to i don't know go to boot world and sell them there
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> like no don't sell bullets, Jeff, you idiot. All right. Were you guys um, uh, a Christmas Eve family? Were you open gifts on Christmas when I Eve was or Christmas kid? morning?
1: Really? When I was a kid, we did everything on Christmas Eve, and I didn't have
0: anything to do on Christmas Day. So Christmas Day is that like, fuck it, I'm just sleeping in because yeah. there's nothing downstairs.
1: No, you. so often it, it worked out great. I'd work the radio station on Christmas Day. I didn't make any money, but yeah. you'd get, like, double pay. So it just gave me something to do. So I did that a lot. I think my... Um, I think four out of my five years at KSDO, I work Christmas Day. But now it's it's different. Tomorrow night, uh, it'll be uh, pajamas for the guys, and a little Polar Express and some pizza, and we'll hang out. And then uh, we'll come back early on on
0: Saturday or on uh, Friday morning and do everything then. Did you? Um, it, you know, it's funny you talk about siblings. My sister used to do this all the time since she was like 16 years old. She would work christmas eve and christmas day for somebody who celebrated christmas
1: oh like she would work it didn't matter like
0: she would work at mcdonald's for that one day yeah if it meant somebody could get christmas off yeah Yeah. i I never did that but she was a better person than me but she would always do that she'd pick up a job for a day or two just so somebody could get the day off
1: i always yeah like i said i didn't mind working christmas day uh my friend uh wendy sent me a text tonight and it it's funny man you're like we said, David, Thanksgiving, and we we kind of knew this was going to happen. Um, I think Julie Brownman's coming to town next week. Oh, that's She great. sent me a text today and said, hey. um You coming in here? Yeah. Cool. We'll bring her by here. If you just rip people for getting on airplanes, we'll take her. Ah, well, she's family. But she said, um, and she hasn't talked to anybody in Plains Place. <laughs>
0: she wears a Darth Vader
1: mask. Yeah. um, But we were saying like single people, um, it, it's a challenge, right? It's different. And, uh, so yeah, there's, but my friend Wendy sent me a message and she goes, God damn what I wouldn't give tonight for the energy that we had when she and I always, it made her nuts. Cause I'd always be on like the 23rd. I'd call her and I'd be like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, nothing, just hanging out. I'm like, well, let's go to the mall. I got to do my Christmas shopping. She's like, "What?" I go, "Yeah, I need your help wrapping it." What? i <laughs> will be like, "Come on, we'll go, we'll crank it out, and then we'll go to Hennessy's for dollar drink night." And all right, I'll go. And I'd be like, "All right, well, I got the motorcycle, so you got to drive." <laughs> God dang it! And uh, but she sent me the sweetest text tonight. She's like, "Hey, I was just thinking about you, and then flashing back, and wouldn't it be great if we had that again, where you could go to the mall and, yeah. and do those kind of things?" But I was saying, my my friend Joe in Toronto. God damn, she she said to me yesterday, her parents call her Dave from Buffalo, and she's like, hey, let me see the tree. And so her parents send her, you know, this picture of this beautiful tree, and there's presents underneath the whole thing. And her mom's like, Well, let me see your tree. And she sends it, and there's her tree, which is great. And underneath, there's three things from Amazon that me, Jack, and Cade sent her. She didn't even wrap them. So just three Amazon oh. boxes. And her mom's like, "Well, where is everything?" And she's like, "Well, that is everything." And her mom's like, "I'm the worst mom ever." <laughs> but but she she's like, "No." She goes, "She's a doctor up there." She goes, "Man, I've had more wine and cookies and flowers and things brought by. It's it's really nice." But no, oh, man, uh, I'm somebody out there listening tonight if you are if you're single and you're just kind of grinding these days, man, we hear you. Yeah. We're we're thinking about you and uh yeah, just that's why I always say check in on a friend, man. It's such an important part of, of what I say all the time. And and for those of us that are lucky enough to have kids and family to go to and movies and everything else, man, we need to we need to, you know, fight that fight on behalf of our friends and just check in or, or Zoom call with them or FaceTime and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. And uh, listen, put this under the. Under the tree in January when we get back to normal, right? Lunch or yeah. or burger and beers on me, and just uh we're gonna go and we'll have some fun because I I have a feeling it would mean a lot.
0: You know, it's funny. I think overall Christmas is my favorite holiday. I don't even yeah. think it's even close. And Wood said it today. I think he was talking about once you have kids, it becomes that much more amazing, special right? to to watch your kids open up stuff that you know they want or just see the excitement on their face. But yeah for me again I grew up without it so you know as as I've celebrated now for more than 30 years it's been um it, it's it's by far the best especially when you're seeing that you know your kids are excited and and everything to to be that I was just thinking about it um today because you know so much to us at least in this house used to be you know Rita's mom and dad and sure they both passed and 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 Jake passed and Sugar, I remember yeah. looking at Sugar last year, going, "Man, I hope you're here next year." That's all yeah. I kept thinking. You know, I hope this dog is here next year. And uh, yeah, this year's going to be different. It's only going to be the three of us. You know. Yeah. Um. I have my my sister-in-law in and her husband are are coming for uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day dinner. Nice. So there'll be five right. people in this house. But normally it's it's a huge deal. I mean, as yeah. you mentioned, because of COVID, it's it's changed dramatically. It's not. The fifty people that we you know invite over, whoever needs a place to to come hang out, it yeah. doesn't have family or is single, just like you said. But it's it's changed dramatically. But for for me, overall, as an adult, still my favorite, still my favorite holiday.
1: We got out last night and we hadn't done it. We we did it like one time, but we got out last night. We went out to RB, me, Jack, Kate, and their mom, and we went out to Christmas Card Lane. Yeah, and it's right out off of Black Mountain Road fifty six. People know where it is. And we're driving and man, it was, it was packed, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, Kate really put the bug in our ear and at a certain point, you know, we're just, I had to work today and, and it's closing in on you know, nine o'clock and Kate had said, you know, can we just park, we'll just park and walk around. And so ultimately we did and everybody masked up. We all yeah. had a mask. There weren't a lot of people. Right, I don't feel like there were a lot of people on the sidewalk, but there were cars and it was festive. And, Man, Dave, I tell you, it was nice. We, like I said, we socially distanced. Everybody was masked up. We did the thing, but just kind of as you walked through, you could hear the music playing. The lights were going, and it just was kind of cool. Yeah, right. With everything going on in the world, so we um we we don't push our luck. We're pretty. Yeah, you know, we we was like getting up to LA. It's the one thing we like is seeing Hollywood Boulevard. Jack and Kate have done it since they were about seven. You know, Hollywood Boulevard and yeah. Sunset, Rodeo and all that stuff. And my dad said, Man, do not do it. This town's my dad lives up there. He goes, dude, it's just crazy. What well, don't take any chances. Exactly. Just come back next year and appreciate it for what it was. So Yeah.
0: No, no. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I asked you this question in the last couple of days. um, What was the best Christmas gift you can remember? 100%. uh,
1: Two of them. Actually, one from my mom when I was a kid. I think we were talking about this. My mom, when I was a little kid, took me to a store in Minneapolis. I had to be like four.
0: Yeah, that's right. A store called Holiday. Yeah.
1: And she found this little basic basketball game that was so fun. She said she was going to get it for my brother. And uh I said, Oh man, he's gonna love it. So I had to be like, I swear, I think I was four and my brother was eight. And I opened it under the tree, it was for me. And I was just so excited. Cool. Because he he didn't deserve it. He was a, <laughs> a complete jerk. But uh but Cade knows, um the, the coolest Christmas present by far came from their mom. And it was our first our first Christmas together, uh Christmas, fifteen years ago. Yeah. And um we got it's funny, man. It's the circular, like it was the Holiday Inn downtown, uh, the circular old yeah. school, right? And we got a room down there. We went down. We had a great dinner, and it's, uh, and she just had this thing. It was wrapped in like a, a tube, and I started opening it, and I've told the story on the air. I started to figure out this is a jersey, and then I figured out it was a white Raider jersey, and I, I always, she laughs because I was like, oh God, don't let it be Randy Moss is what I thought in my head. And she got me the Van McElroy jersey that yeah. one day she had heard us talking about on the show and she called the Raiders store and ordered it directly from them. And I still have it. And I say to my sons all the time, I'm like, this is by far the the coolest thing. I mean, my sons have gotten me great stuff. Yeah. Anything that comes, the one thing I, that I bugged, Cade for and, and Jack for is on Father's Day or birthday. If they get me a book, I always ask them to sign inside. Because I said often I'll read books and you just donate them. Donate them to the library or, or wherever. But I said it would really bother me if I ended up donating a book that I had gotten from you guys. So uh, anything that comes from them. and And this year, too, it's cool, man. Because we were joking at the start. I don't even think Jack knows anything that has his name on it, even though I've told him that, Hey, this is for your mom and this is for your brother. I'm just showing you. And, uh, well, okay, cool. (laughs) Great. And, uh, uh, but Cade this year, it's been really fun, man, because at 13, he's been pretty adamant that he wants to kick money in. He wants to kick money in and, and, his mom said it. I know he's been really, really involved with me for things that he's getting for her, and uh, and so yeah, it's gonna be really great. This will be a little different than uh, than years past, where it's the funniest thing. It shows up every year on my Facebook, and it's a meme that said, "There's no funnier look than the one on Dad's face when kids start opening Christmas." presents tomorrow that say from mom and dad and dad has absolutely no idea what's in there oh yeah great we're glad you love it (laughs) uh but no this year was really cool man we everybody was pretty invested in it so not a whole lot of money went out but we're having a lot of fun
0: i remember my dad or my mom used to always say to my dad don't buy me a gift with a handle meaning a handle means work if you get me a fucking <laughs> oh wow! If if it's a pan, it has a handle. If it yeah. has if it's a vacuum cleaner, it has a handle. Don't oh, get, it's an iron. You know don't get me anything with a handle. I don't want I don't want you to give me something that means I'm gonna have to cook you dinner. or I'm gonna have to iron your shirts <laughs> or you know what I mean. That was always her rule. Nothing with a handle was. But what's was the just,
1: best thing they ever got you?
0: You know I was just thinking about it as you were talking because I think you asked me this question before and I think I came back with just some answer like a Nerf football because I love the yeah. Nerf footballs. But invented
1: enough, by former Viking great Fred Cox. That's by the right.
0: Way. That's right. I love the story of the Nerf football, by the way. Where where it was? Who was the company that made the Nerf football? Do you remember? I just saw this. It wasn't a couple years ago Shit, I can't remember. So he was saying that when you signed a toy deal, yeah, that basically it ran a time of like a two year contract, mm-hmm. but for some reason they didn't put a time limit on the contract, right. and it was a mistake by the toy company, and and he made money the rest of oh, his yeah. life, tons of money, yeah. From that guiding North football, which is which is absolutely amazing. Best gift I, I ever had, by, by far. And just, just thinking about it as you were talking, I remember when I was about cage age, I was 12 years old, and my dad lost his job. Oh boy. And anyone who's who goes through it, and, and when I coach baseball, I pick up a lot of kids. This is what mm-hmm. I tell parents, is it happened to me as a kid. There's nothing your kid can do to fix it. So I always pick up those kids' fees. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, I said, look, I'll never tell anybody that I do this. You know, I won't, I won't right. embarrass you. I won't embarrass your family or you. I know you would pay if you could pay. The last thing you're thinking about is that your kid can't afford to play baseball. So I, I'll pick up the fees as an adult now because of what I went through when I was 12. So when I was 12, my dad, when we moved to, uh, to Tennessee, bell-bottom jeans were a big deal. Oh, do you sure? remember that? Absolutely. So in the late '70s, the bell-bottom jeans, and he sold the uh, guy. Dang, he made a ton of money selling jeans with like pockets that had stars on them oh, and yeah. rainbows and all kinds all of shit. Thing. Red Snap was the name of the company, and they were they were everywhere at the time. And he did really well for the first time in his life. I think was when he finally made like real money. I mean, he went and bought a yeah. Porsche. You know? Wow! And uh, things were great. Then all of a sudden, man, bell-bottom jeans are out. You know? Yeah. And that's all they made were bell-bottom jeans. And so he was out of a job. So he needed to find a job. Couldn't find a job. Things weren't going great, you know, in the in the 80s at that time. And um, I remember being so stressed out as a kid because there's nothing you can yeah. do. Not like I could go get a job after school. I was yeah. like fucking 12. But I remember sitting in school freaking out, you know. Yeah. And you could tell, man, that things had changed in our house dramatically. Not like we went without food, but... Like, I wore the same five shirts to school every week. Steve you know? Hartman's
1: like, nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, no shit. Steve Hartman. <laughs> I must have had my dad. So, uh, but I remember, you know, all your friends, the video games are becoming big, then televisions. Yeah, yeah, and course. the Atari's and all that. And, uh, and I, I never said a word. Like, I said, I need this or I need that. I was yeah. that kid. I just felt bad for my parents. And I remember I was at my friend uh, Jamie's house, and my dad comes to pick me up. And he goes, hey, you didn't make your bed this morning. And I go, yeah. He goes, look, we don't ask a lot from you. Feed the dog, take the trash out, make your bed. When you go inside the house, you better go first thing and make oh. your bed. And so I walked down the hallway thinking I just pissed him off, you know. Yeah. And it was a brand new Atari sitting no on the, on the bed. And I That's was like, dude, he kid. has no money. But he knew at the same time I had gone without for a long time. Yeah. And uh, he didn't know shit about video games, man. But he bought me that Atari game for God, like 130, and 130. bucks. Yeah. And uh yeah I remember I remember I remember plugging that thing in and playing home run where you could drill right. the batter in the nuts and lift him off the ground. <laughs> and uh, of course the first thing you could do as a kid you'd drill the guy in the nuts. So uh, but no that was probably the coolest gift. We're That's thinking really they didn't have a lot but he felt bad that hey I was getting I was getting the short end of the stick as a kid. Who gave you Stretch Armstrong? Um I got that one before before I right before I moved from LA to Tennessee and I remember How telling, old were you? This was two weeks ago um no this was i was i was six years old six and uh i remember my buddy danny who was my best friend in, in la at the time he goes i'll tell you what i'll hold the right arm you hold the left yeah, arm and of course we'll, and we'll drive you drive cross country i'll be holding the other end <laughs> and i was like that's not gonna fucking work but yeah the stretch armstrong was a big deal at the time and when know? did you get uh, gene simmons and when i, I got the gene simmons when i was when i was about 10 years old and my sister cut all the kiss dolls their hair she cut their hair yeah, I was like, what the hell? Like nobody had hair on the sides anymore. They all look like they're like from Hawaii. Like what the fuck just happened? Why is uh, everyone Samoan? Uh, yeah, she cut all their hair. Yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on. But <laughs> they no, no, they, no, they no, all but, look like Doc Rivers. Yeah. They all look short. It was ridiculous. <laughs> or, or
1: Adam Sandler. Yeah. I was just trying to think of guys that had that really short, yeah. close-cropped like,
0: they, hair. They all look like if you took them to Disneyland, they'd go right to the front of the line. I know that's a bad joke. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I, I was a little upset. I was a little upset. I'm going to call her out over the weekend. <laughs> she, do you think She's she in rem- Africa. She's a shit. You think she yeah. remembers? Yeah, of course she would. She tortured me my entire life. <laughs> yeah, she would. She would. She would. I, I got to ask you a baseball thing before okay. before we move on. Uh, story. You, Darvish, which is hilarious because oh, you always God. get on me all the time about you. F you. Yeah. So, you Darvish, story that he possibly could be coming to the Padres. John Morsey had it. What do you think?
1: Uh, no, the guy who had it, I'm going to give full credit, is the guy at my office, Connor Yingling. Okay. Connor Yingling is, I, I love him. I got Connor and James on my team. Nick Rogers is on my team, but then he quit on me and moved to North Carolina, but I know he still listens to the show. So, I love Nick like a brother, but in my eyes, he's a quitter. James and Connor are better than you, Nick. You always knew it. Uh, and I hope uh <laughs> I hope you get bad fries at Bojangles. It's an inside joke, but Love Bojangles. Uh, Nick loves it too. It's so good. It's my guy, man. But so Connor is a huge Cubs fan. Yeah. And he knows my history with you, Darvish. And he said to me, This son of a bitch, he got right in my head three weeks ago, dude. Three weeks ago, and he's a diehard Padre fan. Connor said, Jeff, I'm telling you, man, the move that is coming is you, Darvish. And I go, I'm going to write you up. I'm going to write <laughs> you up. And he goes, Jeff, I'm telling you, man, I know what he did in LA, but he goes, you got to get over that. He goes, you got he goes, remember what the goddamn Astros were doing. Yeah. And he goes, I'm telling you, I've watched this guy every start for the Cubs. It's what this team needs. Yeah. And AJ knows him from his time with the Rangers. Right. And so, Connor, screw John Morosi. Connor Yingling is the guy who is on this story and has been on it for three weeks. And so I had Darren on today. Connor's with his family up in Tahoe. And they were talking about Darvish. I'm like, I got to give credit to my guy, man. Uh, James did nothing. He didn't give me any information at all. Nick gave me no information. But Connor, the valedictorian uh, and diehard Cubs fan said, "I," and he said, I don't think it's going to cost much to get him. I don't think. He goes you could probably get him for Lucese and and probably not much else. Um but but then Connor threw out to expand the deal and try to get Contreras in that deal. But would
0: be something else.
1: But I think Dave, I think they're pretty stoked with Nola. Like, I, I think they're pretty stoked yeah, with Yeah, I
0: think they are, too. I, I tell you what. I love the Darvish deal coming here. If Darvish can be the player he was a year ago. Even if he was on the Dodgers. You Dodger. need a guy to eat innings, oh, man. Dude, if he went back to the Dodgers at this point, I'd be happy. I Honestly, I think he's that good. Um, Did LaRosi say what would go back? No, he didn't say what would go back. Now, he makes about the same money that, that Will Myers makes, but mm. I don't think that would be the trade. But at the same time, you're looking at, at I think it's three years, $59 million left yeah. on this deal. Um he's how old he, now? He's oh, God dang, let me look that up. Is he, he thirty-two
1: yet? I mean, he, he it feels be. like he's been around for a while.
0: Yeah, he's uh he was so good last year, and I know it was a short season, but yeah. um he was outstanding. He was a Cy Young candidate. He was he was really, really, really good. Uh 34 years old. It's wow. gonna be 35, August 16th.
1: God damn. And you gotta go three years. Yeah, that's it. That that that's part kind of that th- part yeah.
0: sucks. Yeah, that part kinda sucks. Um but, but I was just asking what you thought. I just thought it was funny with all the shit you talk that uh, you, Darvish, could come here, man. But I would I would love to see him. I just, uniform.
1: if you're going to move Myers, who's playing right? Uh, and that, I mean, I get it. You go, well, I mean, if if Darvish is coming back, it's not like you just, you know, wipe 20 million off the books. Like, yeah. who are you getting?
0: So, I don't know.
1: Boy, at that age.
0: I didn't realize he was that old. I didn't realize yeah. it would take him till he was 39 before that contract ran out.
1: Yeah, you'd have to have the Cubs eat some of that, I would think.
0: That'd be something else. That'd, that'd be something. Anyway, I just wanted to, to throw that one out, you to, to see what you thought. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry, you know, again, Brian Curry is such a good guy. All these guys that decide to, to advertise with us, they're really good friends of ours, and they became good friends of ours. Not only did yeah. we make smart decisions as far as deciding that we'd let them represent our, our show and we'd be happy to have partnership with them, but... They are some of our closest friends and wish them the best during the holiday season. Brian Curry is the guy you need to talk to if you're thinking about buying that brand new home. Again, he will put you in the perfect neighborhood in San Diego. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else. Again, make sure you call Brian Curry if you have any questions at all about what's going to happen in 2021. He'll tell you what he thinks about the real estate market. He's very well informed. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588.
1: Well, the great thing for me is at some point, in 2021 i expect to be back in the housing market which is pretty exciting and uh brian knows kate he knows jack and he asked me about him on every conversation and he knows that for me is priority one right where can where can we go close to where they are now close to helix something like that it's great it's just you have the right guy on your side And, and i think about different times when you need negotiation right it might be a lawyer i don't know if you're lucky enough to play sports you have an agent but in this situation where i'm getting ready to make a huge deal and i'm i'm making the payment by myself a single dad making that payment man it's it's crazy and you're thinking about your two kids as they get into their teenage years right like who's hanging around uh, when that kind of stuff's going on, you need the right guy. And I couldn't be more thrilled that, that for me it'll be Brian Curry. And for a lot of you, you might just be downsizing. You may just go, hey, you know what? Uh, it's empty nest. We know a lot of people. Kathleen Bade was just saying she's an empty nester now. And maybe go, yeah, there's great equity. It could set up our retirement. Off we go. So, yeah, when that decision time comes... Uh, nobody better than Brian
0: Curry. Absolutely. Taylor May pools. That perfect pool would be great in that house that Brian just sold you. Again, Taylor May pools. We mentioned the guys on the show. Alan Taylor. A year ago tonight, Alan Taylor's son was fighting for his life. Wow. Do you remember? Yep. And I remember uh, going to see him in the hospital on Christmas Day because I honestly thought it was going to be his last yep. Christmas. And a miracle later, here's uh, Alan in good shape, and his son's doing fantastic. Couldn't be more proud of what's going on in their family. But Taylor May pools. They're the ones you want to talk to. They'll make that backyard into a staycation. It's going to be the pool that everybody's envious of. A friend of mine did not call Taylor Maypools, oh, by no. the way. Oh, no. Missed out. And so this is what happened. They're building a pool in their backyard yesterday. Okay. And their 70 year old mom falls right in the hole.
1: I think she jumped.
0: Uh, absolutely awful. Falls right in the goddamn hole. So, uh, and I know they listen to the show and they're like, fuck. World star. And that, <laughs> that, was, that was it. It's absolutely terrible. That will not happen in Taylor Maypools. You know why? Because he's he's very careful what's going to happen. He's yeah. going to trust me. He's going to take care of you. You're not going to have accidents like that. No, Six Grandma w- looking like Carl Walenda
1: falling in there.
0: Whoa!
1: 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. How fun for that family tonight to be going to the medical supply store and get Grandma Walker and a new hip. Well, that's it.
0: <laughs> you want to hear the worst part? She was waiting to have knee replacement surgery on both knees. And then she falls right in the pool. No water. No
1: water. Oh, my God. What's she doing so close to the
0: edge? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'll tell you who it is when we get off there. Oh, I can figure it out immediately.
1: Yeah. God. Hey, anybody get grandma up? Yeah, she's coming. Grandma, guess what? Three months, we'll have the pool ready to go. Huh? God. What kind of f- twisted friends do you have, David? Uh, you're friends with them too. I know I am. <laughs> my God, my best grandma. I'm just saying, we we've only said it for two and a half years. I guess you I guess you didn't want the Pam Greer silhouette pool. You're <laughs> lost. And your grandma would have loved it. You know why? Because if she would have felt in or fell into that, would have been nothing but warm
0: water. In her defense. She called Taylor Maples and you know Allen. I'm not going to Temecula. Oh shit!
1: <laughs> well, now you tell me you buried the lead.
0: All right, my a better story the other way.
1: Of course he doesn't. God, where's he live? Santee?
0: Yeah, he's not going to, to Does to Temecula. He even,
1: does he even go to Lakeside? Does he go that far out? It's a goddamn guy. I love that guy. I'm so happy for Alan, for Amy, for Gav. My gosh, right? Like, talk about a family that sure has an appreciation for where they are. Uh, grandma's like, eh. well, I'm thinking about her too tonight, Grandma. Send you some of those old school Jim Taylor hip pads that the Packers used to wear. So next time your family sets you up for failure, you'll be fine. Chuck bennerick standing over the pool.
0: <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. What's wrong with you? I thought my Disneyland joke was bad. This game is over.
1: Hello? Uh, give Taylor Mayfields a call, especially if you live somewhere close to Santee. The goddamn guy won't go to Demecula.
0: Kate Kate Jack and I drive to Tobacco every weekend to play football.
1: Oh, God. All right, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. All right,
0: Dan Williams is the guy you want to call when it comes to getting out of debt. Everybody wants to get out of debt. Look, let's start the new year off right. I've been telling you this for a while now. Dan Williams is looking to help you out. He's helped out so many of our listeners. Also wants to get you out of the rental market and help you buy your own home. Don't forget, Dan Williams is your guy. 858-688-6813. 858 858-688- 688 6813 Dan Williams is as good as they come. Again, it's a very easy phone call. It will be fast. He won't talk your ear off. We'll get exactly to the point of what your question's about.
1: Well, I am incredibly thrilled because, like I said, I paid off my car. Uh, credit cards are paid off, and it means a lot to, to get your finances in order. And now, Dave, when you look ahead uh, to that housing market in 2021, Dan called me a couple of weeks ago. He goes, Hey, man, look, for you, uh, with what Joe Biden and the new administration is looking to do, it's going to be really exciting. And I go, I was, uh, uh, I benefited from that in 2000 and 2009. We we bought the condo where where Kate, Jack, and their mom live now because we hit a lot of things that, as a first time homebuyer, we were able to afford the condo, and we love it. We'll spend our holiday there again. And so that's what I'm excited about. So if you and your family, maybe it's just you, you've always wanted to buy, you're sick of renting because you're sick of paying somebody else's mortgage, uh, give Dan a call. But yeah, nothing better than all of a sudden when you go to the mail and what used to be five letters then becomes four and now becomes one because the car is paid off and the Best Buy bill is paid off and uh, everything else is paid off. I call it Capital One today. Yeah. I have a Capital One Platinum card. But I had the funniest conversation with this lady who worked there. Their customer service team was so nice. Do you have a Capital One card? No, I don't. Okay. I have a I just went JetBlue. Did you? Yeah. See, I would do that because the the lady today at Cap 1 offered me one to get miles, but I don't know when I'm going to fly again. Yeah. So right now I get cash rewards back and it's cool. But this card that I have the the strip, the magnetic strip, is on the bottom of the card. So the chip is on the left, like when you look at the card. But then the stripe is on the bottom. I go, who the hell designed this? <laughs> and the lady starts laughing. She goes, let me see if I can change it. Hang on. She goes, I'll be right back. She comes back. She goes, well, the only thing I could do is uh, I can get you changed over to the one for Miles. And I go, I know what you're doing. She's like, what's that? I go, what's the annual fee on that? Tell me now. She starts laughing again. She goes, I don't know. Hang on. Comes back. She goes, Well, there's the basic one for uh, you know, no fee, but the advanced one's 95. I go, look at you. You thought I was a room. <laughs> and she just the nicest lady. I go, listen, I'll sit here with this stupid card. Then nobody can figure out what to do at the gas station. I go, just do me a favor. She goes, what's that? I go, when you see the guy who designed this today, you punch that guy as hard as you can right in the eye. And she's like, okay, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. (laughs) So, yeah, kudos to Capital One for incredibly funny.
0: Like, who does that? That's funny.
1: The stripe is on the bottom, but my Cap One card's paid off, and they're cool, but... Uh, yeah, call Dan and, and get those finances squared away.
0: Also, Kyle Fluger's is the guy to help you with that website. If you're <laughs> looking to fix your website or you're looking to start a brand new website, called Kyle tonight, actually, before you walked in. I said, I need to talk to him. We're doing something for oh, Jake's perfect. projects for the holidays. And I said, do you have any time on Christmas Eve? Hate to bother you on Christmas Eve. He goes, absolutely. Yeah, and that's Jesus. Uh, that's what he'll do, though, not just for you and me. He's going to do it for any one of his customers. How about you do it January 4th? And so we'll, we're doing it for Christmas. So that's why that's why I need to talk to Kyle now. Again, Kyle's your guy, 619-500-6621. Fix your website or start a brand new website, 619-500-6621.
1: The other day I mentioned uh, how great the website was for Alabama Booksmith. It's where I yep. ordered the Joe Namath book. And the customer service there was just great. And while I'm laughing, I do want to mention that if your website is not performing at that level, as more and more things continue to get shut down, Toronto's being shut down tomorrow for another 30 days. Our lockdown has been extended in Southern California indefinitely. If you have a website that people are coming to, man, you better have high high uh, expectations because your customers do. So I mentioned Alabama Booksmith. Yesterday, I got a message from our friend, Jim Bettencourt. Now, we love Jim because he's a Raider fan. He's a fantastic guy. You see him on Channel 10 and various news working for the CHP and getting you up to date on traffic.
0: He only owns Royal Blue Ties, by the way.
1: That's it. And so uh, he sends me a message. He goes, hey, Jeff, I just wanted to say uh, thanks for the heads up on Alabama Booksmith. I ordered the Joe Namath book. It's on its way. So the last show we did, you heard us mocking everybody who bought seats from Qualcomm Stadium. I was only mocking one guy. I I 100% was doing it for one guy to bust balls, and it was Jim. (laughs) And so I sent Jim a note, and I go, hey, congratulations on those seats from the queue." And he goes, you know what, you asshole? (laughs) He goes, every time I look at these guys, he goes, I was so excited. I should have brought my phone in. I could have read it to you verbatim. And he goes, now I'm going to look at these, and I'm going to be thinking about you two assholes. Thanks a lot. I swear, I called Dave. I was so excited. Because, yeah, we tease Steve Woods on here, or Paul, or whoever else. Rosie, Horton, right? You do it for ten guys. Yeah, Jim is genuinely about as nice a guy. He does how he fits into this group because he's way too good for any yeah. of us. He's just such a good guy.
0: And he carries a gun. And he
1: carries a gun. But the other night it was one hundred percent to bust his balls and see if he figured it out. And he goes, "You son of a bitch!" Now I'll probably get pulled over tonight. I'll probably get pulled over tonight. Old school, like walking tall, Bo yeah. Svenson will go back there. Looks like you got a busted tail light, sir. Cheesh. <laughs> But uh, Jimmy Betancourt, we love you, buddy. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. That was 100% to tease you, and I'm glad he got the joke. And I hope Jim loves him, even though right now he doesn't sound like he does because you ruined
0: it. (laughs) Because I ruined it. Do you see the guy that laid into you and me on Twitter today? for not doing enough to keep the Chargers here? Dude, not the, having li- the, voice.
1: the line you wrote about Nick Canova may have been the funniest line you've ever written on Twitter. Did he
0: respond? I don't think he responded. No!
1: He didn't respond to anything. You, Dave said today that the strongest voice... This guy was all mad yeah. that nobody did anything to keep the Chargers. Ah, I, just, I can't even get into that discussion anymore. It takes too long. And Dave said the strongest voice in media was Nick Canova who went out front to have a heater, and when he came back, the Chargers were gone. I go, God damn, is that funny? I hope people appreciate the humor of that. That was very well written. I enjoyed that. One of the guys I had muted, so I missed a bunch of it. Oh, Jesus. But I just went back and and read everything. Oh, but that line that Nick went out front to have a heater, and when he came back,
0: the team was gone. They would, like, take off during the third quarter, miss half the third quarter. Did the anybody projects. get his press box chair for him yet? <laughs> All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going December 23rd and 24th is what we're going to do because okay. it's very short on the 23rd. But one of them you kind of have a connection to. We'll start off first with Corey Haim, who passed away.
1: Corey Haim passed away Um,
0: 47. Corey Haim would have been 49 today. Wow. Okay. Now, how much, uh, here, I'll, I'll ask you how much he's worth, and I'll give you some facts about Corey Haim that I thought were interesting. Uh,
1: Corey Haim, $14 million.
0: $5,000.
1: Oh, Jesus. Yeah, lost
0: all his money. Big drug wow. guy. But from Toronto. How about that? Bur- oh, wow. Buried in Toronto. Um, Jewish. How, how about that? And was, listen to this, he was offered the role of River Phoenix in Stand By Me, Man. but he turned it down because he was offered Lucas at the same oh time. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? How about that? But one was to say, you're going to be the lead. You're going to be the yeah. story. Lucas is you. With Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Or you're going to share a time with Kiefer Sutherland and about four other kids. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. But I, it, Feldman was in that, yeah Yeah, huh? and him and Feldman were best friends. Yeah, wow. All right, next guy on here is Eddie Vetter.
1: Oh, there we go. Uh... I, I should be able to do this math. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to say he's 56. Exactly right. Now, this would be crazy. How much money?
0: Dude. 200 million. It says 100 million is what it says. It says only 100. Now, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you what it says. Yeah, all right. he's got to be worth a ton. All right. December 24th, we're going to go to Christmas Eve, and it doesn't have how much he's worth, but I'll have you guess his age. Dr. Fauci.
1: Oh, Dr. Fauci.
0: 78. 80. Really? Yep, gonna be eighty tomorrow. Uh, Ricky Martin.
1: Ricky Martin.
0: Say he's fifty-one.
1: Forty-nine. Oh wow. Uh, dude, uh, see, he's so big in Latin America. Like, like you don't. Let's say he's worth twenty-eight
0: million. He is worth one hundred and twenty million dollars. Wow! How about that? Good for him. All right, last one of the night. How uh, how old is he? How much is he worth, and how tall is he? It's Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. He is 50. 46. 46. He's 5'6".
1: Five, 5'8". Five, he's worth, dude, he's worth bank, this kid. I'm going to say, dude, he's the Kardashian yeah. guy. I he heard Chloe say that the other yep. night. I'm going to say he's $180 million.
0: Not even close. What's he at? $500 million. Wow! Yeah.
1: Wow, why is he still getting up doing morning radio? I have no idea,
0: and doing the show with uh, Kelly. I have no idea. Got to keep the brand going. All right, I only have one question on the five random questions. We're going to bring Kate in after this, though. Here's the question for you. Josh asked me this yesterday, so I'm going to ask Jeff for this question. If you were offered this car for free, Mm -hmm. okay, you would have to drive it, and -hmm. you couldn't paint it, you couldn't sell it. Would you take this free car? Would you drive a pink Lamborghini? No. (laughs) No. No, why not? A, I would crash it. No,
1: I wouldn't. I'll tell you the other thing I wouldn't do. What's wrong? I wouldn't drive a smart car.
0: (laughs) With a big American flag and an eagle on
1: the front like Hartman? I mean, I love the patriotic point of view. I mean, we're in a military town, and I love that. Uh, These colors don't run. But Hartman looked like just a fucking dork driving that car (laughs) around town. No, I'll... I think my son Jack would drive that car. Yeah, he wouldn't give a shit. He's a car guy. Yeah, he's a hundred percent a car guy. But no, are you driving that
0: car? I, you know, at first my answer was no. Then I was like, yeah, why not? I, I'm buying, I'm taking the car. It's a free car. I'm taking the car. But
1: but driving a Lamborghini around San Diego? There's a bunch
0: of them around here. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I mean, you see a bunch of people that will drive yellow Ferraris or yellow Lamborghinis. Oh yeah, but you won't drive a pink one. No. I think they're selling Mary Kay cosmetics? Yeah, exactly. What the hell are you doing?
1: Exactly. Hey, pull over. I need nail polish.
0: Oh, my gosh. All right, let's bring Kate in. Can All you right. Get a little bit closer to the mic.
1: So uh, this is very fun for me. Is this mic on? Four weeks ago tonight. Cap, try that mic, mic out see if it works. Hello? Nope. Hang on. Hang on a second.
0: Oh. It should go up. Try now. I think you turned it on. Good? Get, get, just get real close to it
1: hello
0: yeah i can hear him. all good. right are uh, you good i'm not sure it doesn't sound like we'll it's... say when he answers a couple questions if if not we'll uh we'll do the best we can i'll try and turn him up a little bit all right all right so here we go um first question what are you hoping to get for christmas
2: call of duty cold war
0: call of duty okay i can't ask your dad obviously but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes Okay, so I played this game with your brother when he was in here a couple weeks ago. Let's see how well either we can play either how well you know your dad or how well your dad knows you. Which way you want to go? Oh,
2: it's up to my dad. I'm fine either
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get really close to it. Oh, we'll do it. We'll go. Uh, we'll go both. Okay. We'll, well, okay. So we'll do this. What is Cade's favorite movie?
1: Oh, um, I'm pretty sure. I think I'm right. I should make him write them down. Just, but I'm going to say Step Brothers.
2: No.
0: What's your favorite movie? Star Wars. Star Wars. Do you have a favorite Star Wars? Which one's your favorite Star Wars?
2: Um, A New Hope, but out of the recent ones, um, probably the Last Jedi.
0: Okay is the is the New Hope the one? Because I'm so confused. When your dad and I were young, they they ran them in, or, in different orders. So is the New Hope the one? Where uh, Darth Vader's mask comes off, his helmet comes off?
2: No, that's Return of the Jedi.
0: No, Return of the Jedi is, I thought, where things don't work out. Isn't that the one? No? Okay, explain to me.
2: So, A New Hope is where Obi-Wan Kenobi dies from Darth Vader. They sneak onto the Death Star. Okay. And then Return of the Jedi is where Luke saves his father from the Emperor, or his father saves him. And then he tries to save his father, but his father dies and he takes off his father's mask.
0: Okay. Okay. I got you. All right. I'm all thrown off. But I I, I saw those movies, believe it or not. All right. So here we go. We'll, we'll ask you this question about your dad. If your dad could spend the day doing anything, what would he do? Mm.
2: He would spend the day probably with me and my brother in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, he's he's spot on. He's spot on. The um what I always say is and I've I've said to him since they were little dudes, it's the best, Dave. You and I have been very fortunate to go a lot of places, meet a lot of people, but I, I say to him all the time, the the nights uh when it's me and them and we're driving around and we've been doing it uh the last couple of weeks. I'm much more into the police scanner apparently yeah. than they are. <laughs> but they're great. They tolerate it for me. But I like when we've started doing it with their dog, Diego. And Diego gets all fired up, and Cade will bring certain things with him in the back seat, and Diego will knock everything over. But but Cade's right. I, I think um, there's a certain part, and this is what I've said to him, is when you come off the 405 and you get off on, on Wilshire. We like getting off on Wilshire. Yeah. Because you kind of come down through all those insane condos. And I, I probably say it to him every time, this is my favorite time because it's the anticipation of not knowing what the day is going to bring, but knowing that I'm with him and his brother makes it all. Yeah, the best. Anything with them is cool to me.
0: All right, let's test your dad out here. What's, what's Cade's favorite music artist? Oh, oh, this is good. See, I had Jacks right?
2: Um, when you, you talked to me about it before, it's not the same one.
0: Oh, well, you have no chance now this question.
1: No, because I, no, you know what? They have, we listen to a lot of different things in the car. Like we've got a pretty verified Spotify music list. See, I don't think, I don't think the answer is going to be on that playlist for Spotify. I give Cade credit, man. He'll, he'll listen. He likes old school. Like he'll like Sam cook and he'll like, you know Bobby Bland and some of these other things that we're pulling in, but I but he likes uh hip hop too. I I don't. I actually I couldn't tell you the answer. What's the answer? It's got to be your favorite right now. Are we, are we,
2: is it individual?
0: Anything or? you want. If you can listen to one song only, what who sings Oh, it? there you go. Yeah.
2: I can't pick a specific song, but I do like Bon Jovi.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: And as an individual artist, I like. I can't remember his
0: name. Is there a song? Do you know the song? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, let me ask you what's your dad's favorite?
2: His favorite? Um.
0: We have a lot. Yeah, I know. said yes, it's very diversified.
1: It's on the playlist, and it's one that I think you like too.
2: Johnny Cash.
1: No, that's cool. My my favorite guy that I would go to all the time. We have we have Johnny Cash. Yeah. Live from uh, uh, San person. Quentin. Oh, okay. Yeah, live from San Quentin doing Folsom. Uh for me, it's Jackie Wilson. It's old school Jackie Wilson, because um i didn't know a lot about him but when i moved to london when you would go to any of the clubs in london like they the the music scene there was so amazing because you would go and they would play all kind you know whatever you saw at the time whatever was hot in london from frankie goes to hollywood to you know george michael yeah. or spandau ballet or whoever they were playing but the DJs at these insanely cool clubs where there's thousands of people jammed in would play old school Smokey Robinson, uh, Motown, Marvin Gaye, but they played Jackie Wilson. And I read Petit to be loved, but they would play higher and higher every night. Uh, your love lifts me higher and higher. And just kind of, I'm, I'm shocked that there's never been a movie made about Sam Cooke's life. Because Sam Cooke, a religious guy that wrote and produced, had all his own music and ends up getting killed in a South Central L.A. motel when he's there with a prostitute for a guy who's a religious guy that was drugged up. Man, that's not how it worked. The mob the mob did it because the mob wanted Sam Cooke's money and Sam said no. And his friends were there. There's a great Netflix documentary. But how nobody has made that movie is shocking to me. And Jackie Wilson was the same thing—this insanely incredible artist that had a massive stroke, and it yeah. devastated him. But no, I—I I like my guys are always old school R&B. All right, what is Cade's
0: favorite sport? Um, mm.
1: Cade's favorite sport. Cade, what I like with Cade is Cade's, um. He's more than a casual sports fan, but his brother's very invested in teams. Cade's a little bit more casual. He'll watch games of this all day, but I don't know that he has a diehard team per se. So I would say if I had a guess, like we like, we'll watch the NFL every Sunday. We'll watch hockey. We'll play all those different things. But my guess would be being a San Diego guy. I'm going to say the Padres Is your favorite team. Oh, I
2: thought it was my favorite
1: sport.
0: Well, well the question was sport.
1: But. Oh, favorite sport. I'll say I'll take baseball and I'll take the well, – you know what? I'm going to say baseball and the Padres, but I'm going to say we've talked a lot recently about how good he was playing hockey at the Croc Center. So my, my second part of that would be hockey. But I, I think being a San Diego guy, I'm going to say baseball and the Padres.
2: You think that's my favorite sport?
1: Well, I don't know. We play football every Sunday, but I'm gonna say uh yeah, I'm gonna change both of those. I'm okay. gonna say I'm gonna say football because we play every Sunday and he loves throwing the football. That
2: is my favorite sport, but the Padres and probably the Rams are my two favorite sports.
0: That's cool. Nice. He gets the Rams. That's cool. Yeah. Your dad's yeah. team used to the Vikings used to give me nightmares when I was a Rams fan. They suck. <laughs> yeah, these these guys killing me, killing me! Oh my gosh! All right, here we go. Last question, uh, Cade, for you. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Is this Anywhere in the world, you have a you have a, a ticket to go anywhere you want to go, any city, any country, anywhere you want to go.
2: I love cooking a lot with my mom or by myself, so I'd probably go to Paris because I know they have lots of different types of food there. And it looks really amazing. And I think the Eiffel Tower would be fun to visit, so I'd probably
1: go to Paris. Cool. It's a great call. It's a fun city. I was there with my buddy Mike Paoli, who is no longer with us. And Kate's exactly right. When you go, and I hope he gets the chance to go when I did when I was around 19, because it's wild. We we rode the Metro, and, and people... I uh, in Paris have this terrible reputation of being rude. Man, they yeah. were so nice to my buddy and I because we were trying to get over to the Louvre and we're talking and somebody who didn't even speak English just came up and Dave, you know it. You've ridden the subway. They just started pointing on the map. Like here, this is where like A to point B, this is where you want to go. And Cade's right. When you go to the Eiffel Tower and I've been lucky enough to do it, when you go up to the top, you're just like, You go all the way up to the top at the observation deck, and there's a very cool little plaque that said, Old Man Eiffel took Thomas Edison when they were both in advanced age. They climbed up this ladder. It's like 15 steps to even a higher platform. And you look around, and, and then, right, you go to Notre Dame was unbelievable, and you go to the Louvre, and you're sitting there in front of the Mona Lisa or Venus de Milo. And you're like, God, you know what? There's got to be so many people in the world that deserve this more than I do. But fuck them, I'm here and they're not. <laughs> and then, but you always feel like, and and uh, right for Cade, yeah. I mean, Kate and I talk about this because we go to Monterey, or we went to Monterey. I mean, going to Paris and going to Monterey, it's a little bit more extreme. But you always feel like, oh, this would be cool. And next time I come back, I'm going to want to do this. Well, shit, there there probably won't be a next time for Paris for me. So. Now, that's a really good call for him to go because uh, that's that's a pretty amazing city. And, Cade, yeah. and you're spot on as far as the food goes. But uh, the one thing that they had in south of France, they had these sandwiches. And it was like a little piece, a circular piece of pork, Dave. And it had like this almost like the round edge of like a round bit of fat was around it. And I just remember we went, and all these people were eating it, so we were trying to live like the locals. And we said, okay, we'll try one of those, and we had no money. Mike and I, goddamn, we were so broke. We lived on sourdough bread, a tub of, I can't believe it's not butter, and red wine. I've never had a glass of red wine since, but I was drinking (laughs) about a liter of red wine a day. And so we saved our money, and we got these sandwiches, and they boiled it. For about six seconds, and then gave it to us, and it, like it, I can feel it. Like, think about the worst thing you've ever eaten. Oh shit! Cade's mom has eaten brains. Ugh. like her, Cade's uh, grandmother made his mom brains, and she tells me, oh, I can feel it the same way I
0: feel there So yeah, just be careful where you go. <laughs> there we go. All right, so we're gonna get on out of here. We want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and thank right. everyone for listening to the show. I can't think enough. Kate, it was awesome having you in today. Thank you very much. That was cool. Glad to be on the
1: show. That was awesome. <laughs> uh yeah. Thank you to everybody for your support of this show. Uh it means a lot. I'm not sure, Dave, right now, what the schedule will be next week because with Julie in town, it may change some things around. But we'll make sure and get you a couple of shows because I'm basically off all week. So okay. we'll uh we'll figure it out. But everybody, yes, Merry Christmas to you. Please check in on a friend, right? Just go through your phone and think about, hey, who's one person that I haven't talked to who would be fun just to say, hey, I'm thinking about you and, and make plans for lunch or dinner or movie or a ball game. Believe me, it'll mean a lot to them. It'll be great for you, too. And we'll see you next week.
0: Absolutely.